0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode two hundred and thirty-three. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, Foot Cardigan, and Tom Bin. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey buddy, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Just uh
1: still fi- I finally recovered from the Thanksgiving weekend and the family festivities for about four or five days. So Monday and Tuesday have been hectic, and today it's back to Pretty much normal. Like, um, Monday was nuts, you know, just catching up on everything. Tuesday, I was still way behind. It was like very stressful. And today we're back to podcasting, which makes everything right in the world again, right? Oh, yeah, you bet. Yeah. So, did I know the Thanksgiving's obviously mostly an American holiday? They mean, Canada has their own Thanksgiving. Other countries do, I'm assuming too. But I know you don't celebrate over there, but in the past, you've like gone out for like a traditional thanksgiving dinner did you do that this week we did this past week yeah we did yeah that's yeah. what i thought i saw some pictures on that that's yeah me funny. and adina <laughs>
0: went and had a, a lovely thanksgiving dinner at a chain restaurant um but i guess and i say a chain it's like there's it like three of them in london um and mm. they do they do like authentic american food like that is their thing and the food was great it was it tasted excellent um we had chicken and we had mashed potatoes and we had like cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie the whole nine yards, it was great.
1: That's awesome. Well, since we're actually on this subject that we didn't plan on touching, we do have a question later in the ask TPA that's not uh pen related, but it's it's do you have any like traditional holiday meals or foods that you like have to have either for Thanksgiving or Christmas? Is there something like it wouldn't be that holiday without that food?
0: Oh, it's Christmas.
1: Yeah. And yeah. like is there something specific you have?
0: Like For me. I mean, this happens more frequently than Christmas, but it's my nan's roast potatoes because they are the Mm. best. Like we have them every, you know, we have more often, but it's like the whole meal. So you got like the, uh, what we call pigs in blankets, which is like tiny sausages wrapped in bacon and uh, turkey and um, and the whole thing, the whole thing. I can't (laughs) wait. I'm so excited for it. Like it is a shame that like we don't do the full meal with trimmings like twice like you guys do. Right. Right. But yeah, because the Christmas dinner is relatively similar to Thanksgiving. I guess mm-hmm. you guys don't, have, don't necessarily have turkey as the thing for, for Christmas because you do it for Thanksgiving, right?
1: Right. So that's my purposeful thing that I, I like to have. Number one for Thanksgiving, my mom makes a, a spinach kind of like a cream spinach casserole that's really different than anything I've ever had. She knows that she's not allowed to come to Thanksgiving unless she brings that for me. Like That's my <laughs> she thing. She just gets turned away at the door. Yeah. Yeah. She knows like it's, there's not even a conversation, um, about this. And then for Christmas, since you've had like, you're saying like the entire setup for Thanksgiving, always like to do something different, um, for Christmas. Um, it used to be steak and shrimp for just years and years and years. Um, and now sometimes I'll just do, um, I'll smoke something, you know, some, something uh, on the, on the smoker, you know, like, a pork butt or something like that just do something different than you did the the traditional turkey stuff for thanksgiving and then i'll do something different for christmas so
0: yeah yeah i think that makes a lot of sense like i, I don't know i don't i know there's obviously a reason i don't know why uh, turkey is the, the the bird or like is mm-hmm. the meat that everybody eats traditionally at these times of the year um but yeah for for us it's, it's christmas and it wouldn't be christmas without it
1: yep yep exactly so that that question was from caribbean sky and the in the slack channel so i thought that was a fun question so yeah good to know we had another fun question last week when we were talking about um declan wanting to write in the shower Mm -hmm. and wanting a pen i don't know that i've ever gotten more feedback on a question than that one which i kind of thought would happen right that's why i wanted to bring it on the show because i thought it was a great question super unique and then so many people had opinions on this the most common answer is and I sent this on to Declan. He's like, Oh wow, that looks really great. It's called My Aqua Notes, which is basically a pad and a pencil that you attach to the wall.
0: Oh, pencil, you say.
1: Yes, pencil. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. definitely the most common. Who recommended a pencil last week? You did. Mm-hmm. You yep. did. Yep. So, you know, people were talking about the Wopex pencil, which is a more plastic based um, barrel instead of a wooden based barrel. So we'll handle the um, you know, the the water and the humidity. Much much better, and you know when you think about it, you know all the diver slates all have like pencils attached to them, right? Um, you know, for people going underwater doing underwater diving, they'll they'll take a slate and a and a pencil to write their notes with. So that really seems to be um, the key here is uh, the pencil. So um, I appreciate everyone sending that in, and that was that was good stuff. And this I got this Aqua Notes link like five times at least, um, if not I guess.
0: More. Rather than using any, you know, like a, a a wooden pencil, even if it's got something covered with it, you could just use a mechanical pencil because it's plastic. Yeah.
1: yeah, but we were talking about the any rust factor of any metal parts. Um, A lot of those have metal clips. They'll have metal sleeve around the eraser, different little bits that mm. will, it doesn't necessarily matter that they get wet in the shower, but they might get the humidity that stays in after and that's what's going to get into those parts and corrode them.
0: I bet you could find something though. Yeah, mostly mostly plastic.
1: You know, like one of those like cheap type things. Yeah, the Paper Mate, uh, one that you see everywhere. It's yellow with the pink eraser. Yep, um, that looks like the pencil. Um, That Paper Mate one. That's actually probably a pretty good one. I don't know what that one's called, but uh,
0: like, I bet there's got to be one of them. Like, there's got to be something where it's all plastic parts except for like the spring, right? And then I think you'd be good. Yep, you could be good, yep. and plus they're so cheap. You could just replace. You are going to replace them before they rust anyway. Right, right, right. So there you go. We solved it. Aqua notes to stick on the the, the shower wall, <laughs> and it comes mm-hmm. with a little sticky thing, and then some kind of cheap mechanical pencil. That's how you take notes in the shower. I am digging it. I am down with that.
1: Are you going to start doing that?
0: Do you know what the, our new place has a pretty good shower? Um, <laughs> we haven't. Uh, I've kind of been confined to baths for a long time. So yeah, mm. maybe if Adina will allow it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no. I'm probably uh, not gonna do it. To, to be honest, yeah. my phone is waterproof now, so mm. I would just open the shower door and just write it down on my phone and then get back in the shower again. <laughs> you need the iPad
1: on the wall in the shower. That's what they headed.
0: make. The, honestly, as soon as they make like a fully waterproof iPad, like. I would do that. I don't yeah, want to put it in had. like a bag or anything, but like we're gonna mount one in the kitchen. Like I have an old iPad Air, and we're gonna put it in the kitchen. I would totally put it in the shower. You could you could watch movies and stuff. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I would I would one hundred percent do that if they make a waterproof iPad. <laughs> okay,
1: I, uh, don't bring it to the pen show. We're not gonna put it up in our in our mutual shower. Yeah, you say that, you know, you'd love it. <laughs> Did you do any shopping over this this holiday shopping extravaganza weekend Black Friday Cyber Monday? I mean my mailbox was inundated with stuff did you uh did you do any stuffing um besides at the dinner table?
0: yeah, but nothing that's like super relevant for the show right yeah. like when you're buying a house black friday slash cyber Monday it's pretty sweet right like that you can buy a lot of things that you need, like dumb things like a drill. Right. And you can get them for super cheap. So I I did a few things like that. Um, And there's still some stuff that I'm looking at on Amazon. Like Amazon has got some decent deals and some smart home stuff. And it's still running through to the end of the week, right? Because Cyber Monday and Black Friday are now week-long events. Um, I think it needs to be (laughs) rebranded. Yeah, it's it's lost its meaning. So I'm still looking at some stuff. But uh, no, I didn't buy any pens or anything um yeah just because that's not where my my dollars are going right now
1: i'm like you i bought a tv but that was well that was out of necessity because Mm. my 15 year old tv died last week like early in the week well that's
0: that's not too bad though
1: no i mean i got 15 years out of a samsung tv um but you know i so i bought a tv but the great one thing, time I did for a TV go, to die, though. Like, if a TV yes. is going to
0: die, like, a couple of days before Black Friday, it's a great time for a TV to die.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was totally good with that. So, I, I was fine with that. I did attempt to make a purchase from our friends at Penn Chalet. They had the Kaveco AC Sport in orange, which, I do, of all the cavecos I own, I don't own an AC, which is the carbon fiber inlay model. Mm-hmm. And they just came out with an orange barrel and a green barrel. And I was so busy through the holiday weekend. I finally went on Monday to go do a little bit of pen shopping, and that one was sold out by the uh, time. Too slow, so, man. Too slow. I I just didn't have time. You know, Friday. You know the
0: pen Chalet deal. They sell out. The people love that. I place. know. I know.
1: I just couldn't couldn't swing it Friday or the or the weekend, and by Monday they were gonzo. So I would have liked to have purchased that one, and I, I will eventually own that pen. But um, it was not to be this past weekend. But that was that was one I was after. Other than that, I wasn't necessarily after anything that I that I had to have, but that that was one I was looking at, and I would have pulled the trigger if it was in stock.
0: Yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm at Amazon right now, and I'm kind of just leafing through. It's it's so much crap, but there are like just little things in there that are good. Oh, they've got they've got a good deal on a TV that I'm interested in actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't just do the browse thing. I go with a purpose even online, like. I will just the money will just start flying out my wallet if I, I don't browse usually it like browse
0: like I definitely don't usually do that but this has been a time where like I'm looking for things that I don't know I need yet but like <laughs> yeah. I do need right like like a drill yeah. right I was like I saw one and I was like I don't have one of these and I probably need one. Like a spatula. <laughs> exactly. We're looking at like all the weird home stuff. It's like, yeah. So it's been, it's been useful at least to just kind of, even though I'm not buying everything, like to just highlight a few things that I need, because quite frankly, I would expect a lot of this stuff to continue to be discounted to a degree after cyber week day is over. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's good. A, I, I did yeah. browse around pen but but I, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. Wanted that orange pen.
0: I'm look I'm I'm opening tabs now, Brad. This is bad. This mm-hmm. is bad news. Mm-hmm.
1: That is bad. Don't buy a house is
0: really expensive. That it is. It's money. not even just the buying of the house, right? Like you'd think that once you've done that, you're good. But no Yeah, you've planned you've planned for that money. Yeah. That money's budgeted.
1: Yep. But then and it's everything it's, else.
0: Hey, look, let's
1: fill the house now. So
0: oh, this is the last.
1: This is an interesting show this week.
0: It's it's something <laughs> All right, I wanted to mention something. I see it's in our document and I know you don't want to say it.
1: Well, you put it in there? Yeah, It's but, in the I, document.
0: Yeah, but I know you don't you don't even want to lead into it just because you're such a you're such a nice guy like that. Uh, That's I wanted why I had to that just pause. congratulate you. Um you, you put a post on the blog that the pen Addict, the penaddict.com has hit uh, 400 paying members to the PenAddict uh, membership program, which is amazing. Yep. Um, this is the membership program that gets you Brad's refill newsletter, um, as well as a good feeling for knowing that you're supporting PenAddict.com. So I just went to congratulate you on hitting that milestone. That's a lot of members, man. I
1: was pretty excited, and I, I did. I wanted to share that, and also wanted to, you know, drive more people to you know, come think about joining the membership over yep. at Panatic. Um, You know, it supports me directly. This is what I do for a living now. So, it's super, super helpful. And I thought that was a pretty big number. Like, I feel extremely pleased with that you know there's ups and downs and probably next year as it rolls around to like the start time again when you have a huge you know land rush of people joining you know will all those resubscribe again for the next year you know i hope i've delivered a good enough product throughout the year it's been consistent it's been quality i feel i put a lot of time and effort into it so hopefully you know it's just going to keep on growing and not have like a huge slide like in january or something like that but i don't even care at this point because the numbers have gotten really really good i'm so pleased with that and thank you, everyone who has signed up for that. And uh makes me smile. That's, uh, that's a big number, and uh, I wanted to share.
0: Yeah, it's nice work, man. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. All right, let's take our first break, and then uh, we're going to talk about those lovely field notes. Mm. This week's episode is brought to you by Foot Cardigan. Now, ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land, I have a couple of questions for you. Do you want to be known as the best gift giver in the entire world? Do you want to be the most popular person around the holiday season? Have you ever wished that the sock fairy would pay you a visit? Do you want to be the envy of everyone you know? Do you want awesome socks delivered to your mailbox? If the answer to any of these is yes, quite frankly, they should all be, then Foot Cardigan is here to make these dreams come true. Foot Cardigan delivers fun socks every month right to your doorstep. You will never have to be seen out in public again with boring socks on and the best part of it all is that you don't choose what pair you get every month you get a surprise pair in the mail surprises are the greatest and foot cardigan socks are awesome i have been a foot cardigan subscriber for over a year now i signed up And I pay myself. I signed up last year when they were a sponsor because I wanted to see what it was all about. And I've kept my subscription going because I am a huge fan of the socks that arrive. I was talking about these yesterday on Connected, and I have them on today. I have my gray fried egg socks on today, Brad. (laughs) They are gray, and they have yellow and white, naturally, fried eggs all over them. I never would have bought a pair of fried egg socks, but now Mm. they're one of my favorite pairs of socks. Uh, I love it. I love getting the little bag come through the, the mailbox and I open it up and I see what awesomeness is inside. Foot Cardigan's descriptions start at $9 a month. They are a fantastic gift or just something to treat yourself with. Foot Cardigan has socks for men, women and kids and in a bunch of different styles as well. They have no show socks, luxury socks, no matter what it is, Foot Cardigan have got your feet covered quite literally, go to footcardigan.com <laughs> and get 10% off your first order with the coupon code PEN, P-E-N. Once again, that's footcardigan.com, promo code PEN at checkout for 10% off any subscription. Just try them out. Like even if you just go for one month, you know, you get a nice pair of socks for, you know, you'll get them for, for like $8 or something. Just give it just give it yeah. a try. Seriously, I, I really, really love these. Um, They have made my sock drawer a much more exciting place. Thank you so much to All Foot right. Cardigan for their support.
1: Yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this with me. Seriously, man, I love it. Done. It's, I, I really it's love only, it. it's only nine dollars a month plus yeah. shipping. So that's kind of crazy. And I'm, I've, I've turned the corner on the sock thing. Like, I'm a short, short sock guy. Even they do with those pants. now for cotton. I know. So I see that, and that's going to uh, pique my interest there. So yeah, I'm all about that.
0: Yeah, that's that's a new thing for them.
1: All right, so let's talk about this Field Notes Black Ice. We we did the intro last week, but now we actually both have the notebooks in hand. Mike got his faster than normal, I feel
0: like, this time. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Uh, they so maybe came they're yesterday. shipping them
1: earlier and earlier.
0: That I mean, I can only uh, be happy about that, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, when you told me you had them, I was surprised because I'd only gotten mine like a couple of days before.
0: So, do you want to start? What do you think of this?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's middle of the road for me. Okay. You open it up, it's like whoa, that's like it like give me a huge smile when I open up the package and like rip the uh, like the cellophane off and spread out the three, I got like a huge smile on my face. I was like, "Oh, these are really sweet." One thing I love about the chrome cover is shockingly it does not hold your fingerprints. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing to this. How like mucked up. I mean, these could get carried in pockets, they get destroyed anyway, but you know how this chrome type stuff tends to hold fingerprints and smudges, it doesn't do anything, like even if you try.
0: Yeah, I'm trying now, like you can't do it. I also yeah. wonder like what's, how these will wear. I bet that'd be quite interesting to see.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Um, So over the past couple of days, I've filled, I don't know, four or five pages testing out different pens. I love the double orange line on the top. So pretty, right? That's a real throwback, like with America's... Is beautiful to like the original field notebooks from you know the farming industry. You know they had these extra lines and um, borders and different things like that. I really like that. The paper is really good, except for fountain pens. It's not a good fountain pen paper. It's not enjoyable to write with a pen. The way the paper takes the ink, it's an immediate soak in. So there's a little bit of feathering. But what that also does is make your nib attach to the paper more. So it's a, there's more friction with the paper with a fountain pen nib. Um, shockingly, brush pens, like a thick, soft black brush pen, did amazingly well. That was the first pen I tested. I was like, well, if this is that good, the fountain pen's gonna be great. The fountain pen was not enjoyable to write with, my, my nib it's kept sticking in the paper. Um it's obviously awesome with gel pen. I wrote a full page with gel pen. I wrote a full page with pencil. They're wonderful. Um love the edition. Not going to buy more. And it'll be middle of the pack when I do my updated rankings. Really good. Hmm. Just really middle. I mean, it's Lunacy's better, you know, out of the recent editions. I prefer that. Um if I'm not using fountain pens anyway in these, um, I, I do love the binding. It doesn't lay perfectly flat, which you're going to, I'll let you talk about, but I like the style and the scoring and the, um, uh, the yellow hint really great. I mean, it, I really like it. I mean, this is like a three out of four star book, which is wonderful. There's not many four out of fours, right? I mean, it's really, really good. It's just not, I mean, it won't sniff my top 10. That's for sure
0: it's interesting to me because i i am not experiencing what you're experiencing in the same way mm-hmm. you know like this this to me just feels like honestly i've been t- completely honest this just feels to me as like good field notes fountain pen usage mm. like th- this to me is as like as good as it is i i'm not experiencing what you're experiencing like yeah well, I you know I I've tried it with um a fine nib, uh, a music nib, a broad one point one stub, and a medium, hmm. and it's it worked great for all of those. Really, because like my stub is my broad stub,
1: um, is the one I tested with, and it was like if I was writing on a shirt or a no, mattress. I'm not getting there that. was a there was a soft feel. Like, the nib went into the paper, the ink feathered. Surprisingly, there was, there was no bleed-through. Like, it really holds the ink well on the front side of the page. It doesn't go through to the back, which is good. So maybe I'll try some finer stuff and see. But I, was, I could tell the experience from the nib on the paper that it wasn't going to do well, but I will try it some more.
0: Using my 1.1, I'm having no feathering. I have slight feathering from abroad that I've tried, but not mm-hmm. so much that it will bother me. I've had to like su- look super close to see it. Um, what ink are you using? Uh, oh, I'm using um, uh, Hiroshizuku. I'm using Pilot Purple, like the, the Namiki Purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm oh, also yeah. mm-hmm. using uh, KWZ Raspberry and... Cal ...Androfolio. I'm a little sick by the way I don't know if I mentioned that that today that was fantastic androfolio calinople (laughs) I'm using that one it's a new ink it's a new blend you might not have heard of it that's the problem yeah and I'm not having the problems that you're having maybe this is a writing style problem I don't know like maybe you know I'm going with the grain I don't know because me and you I mean just the way that we Mm. use pens it's like couldn't be more different I don't know for the record I I'm using a Kaweco Sunrise Orange. Okay. So I mean I would love to know uh what the listeners are experiencing like because mm-hmm. I really am not I'm not getting it in the way that you're explaining it. This feels as good to me as as any of the good field notes papers for founding pens. How does it compare to Byline?
1: Like do you see have you been able to test that comparatively? Byline is spectacular. This is
0: so different to me. Um I'm gotten next to each other right now, uh, so I tell you how I would explain it. it, i I can explain this in a way that I think it sounds like you, but maybe I don't. I don't feel it in the same way. Byline, it feels like the ink is more sitting on top of the paper, mm-hmm. and with uh, the black ice, it feels like it's going in. Yes, but I don't find that as a problem. Mm. I think it feels
1: kind of nice. Yeah, there's like a nib attachment to the paper, you know not good way
0: see this is the thing when you say that i imagine like it digging in and not moving right like that's how it sounds the way you're describing Mm it well i I had some catches yeah i that happened see i would say that that makes sense to my usage like from the way you're describing it but it's not in a negative way right like it's not catching for me i've tried four different pens you know um but the thing the
1: thing is i don't really care because I still use other pens and field notes more than I use fountain pens. Yeah, so I, I'm this good is more of like, a thing
0: for me anyway. Because I only use fountain pens, yes, right?
1: And, yes. and and I um, almost never use fountain pens, really, except in byline.
0: Uh, maybe I'm I'm generally more forgiving of this type of fa- paper because I've used the worst. You kind of field notes fountain pe- paper for fountain pens. You
1: know exactly. You've always been that way. Yeah. Which so maybe
0: good. maybe just the the benefits of this are far outweighing uh, the negatives to it. But like I'm not seeing it the same way that you are. But I will also attest of all of the pens that I've used, I'm getting no bleed through, and that is incredible. Yeah, that's true. That is that is true.
1: Even with the amount of ink going into the page, there is no
0: bleed, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I think actually it was well. You know, I was I was kind of critical of the lining, like the fact that it was lined. Uh, it's so faint; it's not a problem for me. Like it's not yeah, restrictive I, lining. You know, I. I actually didn't mind
1: the lines, which usually I just like shut down lines immediately. Mm-hmm. That was a, they were a non-issue for me, and I kind of hate to say, but I enjoyed it.
0: I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's the combination of the the, the 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 overall lining being faint with the really bold double top line. It kind of like takes it kind of takes my eye away from the fact that there's lines on the page.
1: Yeah, I love that top, oh yeah,
0: yeah, I love that top line. So, I have to say like, going back to the design of these, I think this is probably the most visually striking book that they've made. Hmm. I I can't, not not that I'm saying it's the best, or like No, no, no. But but like, if you see this like, in front of you, I think this would be the one that you'd be like what is going on over there? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to to decide if I agree or disagree with you, and I've maybe agree you know one of the ones that i think is the best and you don't get to see it and it's one i'm on an island on because most people hated was unexposed i freaking love that edition. i love those the neon well. colors mm-hmm. but you never you don't get to see those displayed
0: never no. but so. like it's the combo of the chrome and the like the contrast with the thick orange binding it really oh, yeah. makes these look very very different to me i think this is a book that you wouldn't be able to use in public about people asking you about it. Like if you bust one of these out at a meeting, people could be like, what are you doing over there? What is that? Right. And I used to get that. Not always. I always use field notes, right. When I used to work in the bank and every now and then there'd be an edition where people were like, what is that over there? And this is totally one of them. Um, I have to say like from a pure design perspective, this one has, has gone very high up my list. I don't I'll know how high yet because I need to redo my rankings. But this is, I think, probably the may, maybe the highest newcomer of this year in regards to rankings of like from a design mm-hmm. perspective. Um, well, when you you're up know, against th- Sweet Tooth, that's uh, that's not a high bar to cross. <laughs> sweet Tooth, I didn't. I, <laughs> sweet Tooth, I don't really like very much. As time has gone on, it's like I can see that there is a use for these. I don't have that use. You know, like the idea of writing something and tearing it out, like if that's your bag, like if you want to leave notes for people, it's amazing and it's cool that they made it. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it's not what I use them for. So, what you've got: sweet tooth, lunacy, this, and byline. Yep, that's our editions this year. Yeah, byline obviously has gone super high up, uh, and I think this has as well. I really like lunacy. I like it a lot. Um, I appreciate it a lot, but it's not one that is like in my. Top five. I don't even know. Yeah, it's it's not going to be top five for me, but it'll be ahead of this one. This is this is one of my faves, just because it's so like when it when it arrived, I was like, "Whoa, (laughs) look at you!" It is is very visually appealing, and also like as a fan of Field Notes, it it's breaking my brain a little because Mm. it's the same shape, but it doesn't look the same, and it's the binding, right? Right. Like, this is the same shape. They haven't they haven't pulled a byline on me, but this doesn't look like my other field notes, and I like that a lot as well. Um, the binding itself, I really like the look of it. I, I agree with you. I, I wish it, I wish it could lay flat, and the fact that this doesn't lay flat at all is, is a shame. But you, you can, and maybe people wouldn't want to do this initially, but this is fine. You can kind of fold it open. So you kind of just open the page and just, just put a crease into it. And then when you're done, just close it and put the crease back again. You know, you just fold it the other way. I've actually found that to, to work surprisingly well. And when doing that, it then just has the opening factor of a regular field notes. Because field notes never close, right? Like, mm-hmm. once you started right. using them, they always open a little bit. Um, and I've found that, you know, folding the pages open, like putting a fold into them, it will stay relatively flat on the table And then you can just close it up and just kind of, I don't know, wiggle it about a bit and put the fold back.
1: It's thin enough to where it's not that big a deal.
0: Yeah. I love these, Brad. I'm just like handling it right now. I love the way the cover feels. This has got one of the good cover feels, you know, it doesn't feel like Drink Local, but like in the Mm. same way that I just wanted to touch Drink Local. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everyone hated that cover. I love that. Oh, I love that cover. Um. I, I like this one as well because it's got a kind of a grippiness to it. Um, yeah, I, I really like this a lot. I've got I really do. I'm not going to buy more just because I can't. Like I just can't. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I have two packs <laughs> of these things and I really love them. I think I think it's a great addition. I saw I think I think I saw uh, the the Field Notes account retweet this. Um, this is one of the strongest three in a row that they have had for a long time, and I think I do have to agree with that. Uh, no doubt byline, it was a good year. Lunacy and Black Ice, like that is a that's a pretty awesome trio. Yeah. I totally agree. They're firing all cylinders over there.
1: Most of us, you know, on a personal what we like about Field Notes, we're usually pretty happy with like a 2 out of 4. Um this is a strong 3 out of 4 with like three that will be yep, talked about for years to come.
0: Yeah, I um I feel like I really got my money's worth. This year, mm-hmm. especially mm. because uh, with the 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 extra the blue and orange,
1: yeah, exactly. You know? So speaking of money, and we might want to hold this till another show because we've prattled on about these quite a bit. We're second edition in a row, twelve ninety five retail price, individual packs. Thoughts mm-hmm. or hold that for another show?
0: No, we talk about. I mean, it now.
1: yeah, it's. I mean. As far as you and I are concerned, not to put words in your mouth, we've talked about this forever, how do they do it at the price they do it at? This is mm-hmm. normal. I mean, that's what they should have been for years, <laughs> to be quite honest. It's still, like, the price does not even make me blink, nope. but they've gone up $3 per three-pack without really any racket about it, which is
0: good. So here's my thinking. They make 20, 25, 35,000 books, right? Mm-hmm. They sell out every no, time. three-packs. Yeah, a, a packs. three packs. Yeah, yes. Sell out every time. Mm. Put the freaking price up. Yeah, you're selling out, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, you know, uh, that you know these aren't stupid people, but it's like it's basic economics, right? It's like we'll just put right. the price up, and if they continue to sell out, which they are, you know, or getting close to, I assume, keep, you know, just keep doing it, and then it yeah. gives you more, um, it gives you more leeway to do more interesting things. You know, maybe they could only do these last three sets of books because they're selling at twelve ninety five.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. So and the and the subscriptions I, I are it. still the same price.
0: Yeah, which is great, by the way. Right. I just right. I just did mine. Um, I but just it's just
1: mine. funny with most brands, a thirty percent in price increase does not go unnoticed. This one essentially did.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, it's maybe it's one of those things where people saw it and they were just like, "All right, like that's yep, that's what." Yeah, that's it something is. to hang your hat on,
1: for, yep. as far as. What Field Notes does right. So, yeah, I mean, like Byline, we're byline are all super fanboys.
0: Um, I assume Lunacy will sell out soon, and then these will sell out soon as well. And it's like mm-hmm. ScopeTeeth it. will
1: still be in stock, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shenandoah's <laughs> still in stock as well. Oh, I like that edition, but I understand,
0: and weirdly, I understand why. I think weirdly so is Workshop Companion. <sighs> they only made 17,000 of those.
1: That's a weird edition.
0: It is, but it's six notebooks, and they look real cool. You know, and it's like national crops sold well.
1: We're gonna get so much hate mail on this episode.
0: Why? What have we done? <laughs> well, because of sweet tooth.
1: No, because of field notes in general. <laughs> we well, actually we? haven't talked about them that much.
0: No, I mean, look, if you're listening, if you're still listening to this show, and you either <laughs> a don't like field notes or b don't like us talking about it, I don't know why you're here because this happens. <laughs> Almost at this least, happens like every month. Every three months at least. <laughs> well, every three months we go deep, but it's like we always we talk about them all the time. It's just one yeah. of our favorite companies, in case you would not guessed. Yeah. I already? yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about another one of our favorite companies.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good idea for right now. This week's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Ladies and gentlemen, the holiday season is coming up fast. Look, we all know how difficult gift shopping can be. Harry's are here to make it that one bit easier for you because sometimes the best gifts are the ones that are thoughtful and practical. And that's what Harry's product's all about. For this holiday season, why not buy a loved one the Harry's limited edition holiday set? It features a midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can have engraved for that extra personal touch. You get three of Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a comfortable shave each and every time. And their foaming shave gel that smells Great. This all comes in a beautifully designed box, perfect for gift giving. And it costs just $30 at Harry's.com. And they also have a range of other sets starting at just $10. And I can tell you in a moment how you can make those prices even cheaper. Harry's believes in the qualities of their razors so much that they will guarantee it. You'll get a full refund if you're not happy. Now, I believe that um, Harry Claws has rained down upon you, (laughs) Mr. Brad He has. So you got the uh, the Christmas set. So I have the Christmas set.
1: set right here in hand. This is this is these are the magic boxes that show up at my front door. Mm-hmm. It's a great gift box. It's like a hinged uh very nice band and button seal gift box. So it'll look great under the tree. The what did you call the the handle? How what are they calling this chrome? It is called
0: the midnight blue chrome chrome.
1: It's killer. It's it's um Maybe my new favorite handle. Um, oh. I might have to steal this one for myself. Even though I'm, I'm all on the orange train. This one's pretty sweet. You could just double hand it. Oh, that would be that would be good. Uh, double shave at the same time. You know, I, I was thinking while you were reading this, like we're giving people socks and razors for Christmas, which yep. traditionally would draw some funny looks. Yeah, but. Between foot cardigan and Harry's, I think you're gonna like kill Christmas. Like yeah. it's, you're gonna you're gonna be like the man or the woman if you're if you're like hooking
0: people up with some sweet socks and razors. Yep. Traditionally, if you bought people these types of products, they would be like, "Oh, you don't even care about me." But we have <laughs> c- companies that make stuff that's so good, you will be the most popular person around the tree. Yeah. So
1: this box for thirty bucks, it has the uh, has the. 3.4 ounce shave cream it's got the extra blades and it also has the um razor head protection uh sleeve that you know like i carry in my dop kit or whatever so it's great it's fantastic it's tailor-made for christmas it's a deep blue box with some silver trim mm-hmm. it will look great under the tree so definitely look at this
0: uh, go to harry's.com Right now, use the code PENADDICT to check out and you'll get $5 off your order. So you'll be able to get that amazing holiday set for just $25 while, while supplies last. Free shipping ends on December the 9th. So mm. act now. Once again, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com, code PENADDICT, all one word to get $5 off your order. Thank you so much to Harry's for the continued support of this show and Relay FM.
1: So we had a fun little game come up in the Slack yeah. channel, the Pen Attic Slack, the other day, and people wanted my opinion on it. And I said, you know, this is a great one for the podcast. So let me save it for there, and I'll answer there. So it didn't have an official name, but I'm calling it the $500 game. Okay. Someone basically brought up, if you had $500 and you could buy three pins, what pins would those be? And you have to buy three pens. You know, there's not, well, I'm just going to buy one for $450 and be done. You fit three pins in your $500 budget. So I thought one pin was extremely easy for me. And it's the Pilot Custom 823. And we, I basically looked at each standard US retail prices. That one goes for like 288 So it's a very expensive pin. It's one of the most unique, well-designed, fun, functional, amazing pens. It could definitely be the only pin you ever owned in your life. But if you're listening to the show, we all know that's not going to happen. Um, Pilot Custom 823 was a lock on my list. Everything else after that was a challenge. I didn't want to put the Lamy 2000 on there. But I couldn't come up with a good reason why. If you buy the custom 823, you get a wonderful Japanese pen. One of the best designed classic Japanese pens ever. You add in the Lamy 2000 for about $160, you get maybe the single best German pen ever designed. So that takes up most of your budget right there. And I had to have a little fun. And of course I'm gonna throw in the Twisby Eco with mine for thirty-two dollars. So between the custom eight twenty-three and the Lamy two thousand, you get two of the greatest pens ever made. And then you get just the ton of fun Twisby Eco. It leaves you twenty dollars left over. Figure you can get a bottle of ink with that to uh to load up all your inks because you'll actually uh all of these are piston well, two piston filler, fillers, one vacuum filler. So no cartridges converters here, Michael. So um What do you think about my list? So
0: I was annoyed to come to this list, um, (laughs) because you had picked pens that I wanted to pick. Mm -hmm. So that was a struggle for me because I, I mean the eight I've never used one. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, I'm just not, I'm not a big fan of the look of the pen. To be honest, it doesn't really float my boat. Uh, but I really wanted to pick your, your other two. I really wanted to pick the Lamy 2000 and I really wanted to pick the Twisby Eco because I think for the exact reasons that you chose, like the Lamy 2000 is probably the best pen you can buy for $160. Right.
1: Like,
0: it is out and out, one of the best pens ever made. It feels incredible. Lamy nibs are in, are amazing. I mean, there is there are some problems with the, with the two thousand line here and there, uh, but you can just get it replaced and you'll get a good one, right? Like it's it just seems yeah. to be a bit of a bad like lottery at points. Yeah. But the way that pen feels, the material, that Microlon that it is made from, you've never felt anything like it. It's mm-hmm. it's like warm metal. I can't. It doesn't even make any sense. It like breaks your brain. So I struggled because I really liked both of those. A lock for me was the Sailor Pro gear.
1: Yeah, so that was my second choice, but the math didn't work, right? I think that's a great first choice. So yes, totally agree.
0: Because you can get those for about $250. Yeah. Right? That, that's what I got mine for. I found them online. You can get, they can be more expensive. It depends on the color, but you can get one for 250 Yeah. I wanted to pick the Twisby Eco, Mm-hmm. But you'd pick that. so I went with an obvious choice in which a retro 51 tornado. like yeah. it is a joke for me at this point like it's a joke of the show. <laughs> but in the same way that the Lamy 2000 will surprise you as to just how good it is, so will the retro 51. Yep. like those pens they are you can find one somewhere like if you look at Anderson pens for example, you're gonna find one that matches your personal style because they have so many and then you'll buy it and be blown away at just how good it feels right because they're kind of i've never found another pen like it
1: yeah that's why we recommend it so much it really kind of changes people's idea of what they should expect from a pen
0: so i thoroughly recommend it the retro 51 tornado so now i'm stuck i don't know where to go (laughs) Right at this point. So mm. like I'm thinking a lot and I'm like, what what do I go with? And I started looking at some other stuff. I really wanted to pick a Pelican, I really wanted to pick the M two oh five, but I could not get one to fit within the price range. Because mm. as well, my problem was I think if you get a Pelican, if you get a two hundred five, you have to get a gold nib. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. The gold mm. nib is far superior um, to the point that it is like a different pen. It isn't just like a slight improvement my 205 went from i don't want to use this to i will use this as my only pen for a year right, right. that that was kind of how right. it went when i added the um the gold in. so like yeah you can find them like glenn's saying like the m205 aquamarine you can find them but you can't get a gold nib on them yeah so so you you bought an aftermarket
1: gold nib and swapped it in
0: i did i did so I was like, what, what What? do I go with here? And I was racking my brain and I was looking around for a while and, and I thought to myself, let's go with something fun. Let's go with something that's well-made and a little bit different. So I went with a Franklin Kristoff Model 2 Smoke and Ice with a Masuyama nib for $185. I thought you won the game right
1: there. I'm going to oh, give yeah? this one, one zero, Mike. You did really good with that one. Um, That's an excellent choice. It's just a... Cool looking pen yep. almost said something you would have had to bleep out. Um, and the nib choice is wonderful. And yeah, if I would have thought about that, I would have picked that over the 2000. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love that pen, uh, very highly recommended. Yep, um, really great model um, that they carry. So yeah, good, good choice. I love it.
0: I like this game.
1: <laughs> yeah i was surprised that you were you were like hey, i like this game i was like oh, i wasn't sure if you would or not
0: i really did so set more challenges for us this was a fun thing to do um maybe we can try and uh see how low we can go right <laughs> yeah <laughs> how low in dollars can we go to really turn yeah. out something great
1: yeah or it could fit something else you know it could be like a a whole writing setup you know pen paper ink pencil whatever Something like that. Y'all think of something. Y'all always think of stuff better than we do, anyway.
0: Yep. Set us some challenges. Send us in the Slack. Yeah. Send us some Twitter. Send us some email. We'd love yeah. to uh, hear the the games you can set for us. The five hundred dollar game was a winner.
1: Winner. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say you won that game, Mike. I yes. I like your list. Very Thank good. you. Good job, mate. So this next question is a challenge as well, but not one that we'll go through. But it's a challenge to answer, and it was brought up in the Slack pen Addict channel by the way if you're not um, part of that channel and you want to be just send me an email tweet me all I need is an email address to send you an invite to um, it's fun there's some, some cool secret Santa stuff going on in there so get in on that if you want um, but the I asked for anyone who wanted us to talk about anything today because we had room for to slide in you know a couple small topics and the question of the gray market came up um, as it relates to shopping for pens. So, you know, my initial response is, yes, I have thoughts on this, but also that the gray market, I th- I think by definition is in the pen world is hard to define what falls in the gray market. By real definition, you know, according to Wikipedia, you know, the bastion of all of that is good and truthful on the internet, The definition is pretty clear. It's the trade of a commodity through distribution channels that are legal, but unintended by the original manufacturer. I think that plays well with a company like MassDrop. Okay. So this is where my gray market radar goes up and I have some issues. MassDrop's not doing anything illegal whatsoever. So it falls into that category of the gray market for some of their pin products. So this is referring to how they get in a major brand, say Lamy, Pelican. Um, they just recently had a diplomat um, sale. And they sell pins for prices that U.S. retailers, and I'm just saying U.S. retailers because that's what I'm most familiar with in Mass Drops, a U.S. company they are not legally allowed to compete with by the sales agreements that they sign with Lamy, Pelican, and Diplomat. There's only so much they can these retailers can discount. Mashdrop goes through different markets to acquire certain numbers of pens, um like, for example, Pelican says they don't deal directly with MassDrop. Somehow MassDrop is getting the quantities they have to be able to sell these at a very, very cheap price, cheaper than you can get them from any of the US pen companies that we all shop with.
0: So where are they coming from?
1: No one knows. That's the biggest question. Retailers, I obviously have a massive issue with this. And I have a massive issue with this because the retailer's are not allowed to compete with that by sales agreements that they sign. Mass Drop goes around that by not dealing directly with the brands, is able to get the quantities they need.
0: Could they be using a retailer? Like, there's, there is a retailer that is kind of feeding them? Absolutely. I mean, it's got to be, right? Like, to get them in retailer quantities, mm-hmm. not from this distributor or supplier, then... There's got to be a hole somewhere.
1: Right. So this brings up kind of two questions for me. You know, number one, who am I to tell someone else to not buy Alami 2000 for
0: $100? I agree.
1: Right? Who am I to say, no, you should not go p- purchase that wonderful deal on Alami 2000?
0: Perfectly legally.
1: Perfectly legally, perfectly fine. On the other hand, it's damaging my friends to a degree. Now, not everyone on Massdrop would have necessarily been a customer of Pen Chalet, goulet Goulet, Van Ness, Anderson's JetPens, you know, Gold Spot, all of our friends in the industry. And I call them friends because I talk to them about this all the time. They will lose their product line if they
0: discount on the level that Mashdrop does, they will get pulled. As so, you mean that, like Lamy would say, you are not allowed to sell our products for that cheap. You are no longer a you are no longer a, a store that we work with.
1: You are no longer an authorized Lamy dealer, right? Please remove all your products from the site. You've broken our sales agreement. It doesn't apply to Mashdrop because they're not dealing directly with those companies. It's so like a backdoor. So while I don't purchase. The Ilamis and Pelicans from them, or the diplomats, you know, because it's actually taking money away from my friends, and I'm, and it's taking away, you know, sales from a market I want to support and I want to thrive that I'm in the business of myself, right? Mm-hmm. So, I hate seeing that when you have those type of deals. Now, one thing Massdrop does on the positive side. Um, I don't want to kill them completely. Um, Again, gray market. It's illegal, right? Um, It's just unintended. But one thing MassDrop does do is they will launch MassDrop-only products. Like, they will work with manufacturers, create a product... That's a mass drop exclusive and then sell them. Franklin Kristoff has done it. Karis Customs has done it. I think that's where I bought my first EDK. They launched it through mass drop. That's great. They're working to promote companies within our industry, you know, working directly with the companies for the product, doing something exclusive. So it's just when you see things like the Lamy 2000, the Pelican 405, they've had Pelican 1000s before. They actually sent me one to review. Um, you know, uh, Diplomat Arrows, things like that, when you see them for prices that severely undercut my friends, it upsets me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I take that a little bit personally. But when they do other cool things where they are actually building something unique and fun and, hey, it's mass drop only, that's great.
0: But Devil's Advocate, though, right? Mm -hmm. If they can do this... Why wouldn't they do this? Like, if someone is willing yeah. to sell it to them, then, like, they're not stealing them. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's the trade of a commodity through distribution channels mm-hmm. that are legal, but unintended by the original manufacturer. Okay. Yeah. Why shouldn't they? That doesn't mean I, th- I have to agree with it. Sure. But they're also not doing anything illegal. They're giving people a bad look and a bad name. They're making their name a curse word to some of these retailers. And is that the type of business you want to run? I mean, that's up to you for me. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that. So, and there's a second part, which I don't think is quite as big a deal as the mass drop thing. And that's essentially Japanese arbitrage where you can buy the same pen on the Japanese market for quite a bit lower than the American market because of all kinds of import fees, duties, taxes, and things that go on to add on to the price for American retailers to carry it. Now, I've certainly bought things on the Japanese market that were cheaper, but they were all I'm trying to think of any that were available on the U S market. I think everything I've bought wasn't available. I bought my eight twenty three 23 from Japan because pilot chooses not to sell the color I wanted in the U S. So that's an issue. Like why doesn't pilot give everybody everything? And then I would spend, I think f- like $40 more at a U.S. retailer than having to go to Japan. Um, the same thing happened in the UK. You'll remember that white the stormtrooper vanishing point I bought from Colt Pens, you know, and I paid a premium for that because no one else carried it. Well, now two years later, well, pilots decided to carry it in the U.S. Well, these U.S. vendors lost that purchase from me, even though I'm glad to support Colt Pens. You get my point, though. Yeah. Um, I don't have quite as big an issue with this. Um. It's basically an arbitrage decision. You're able to play one vendor against another, use the advantages of the geographic location um, to help you find something cheaper. You know, there are reasons why it's cheaper. The Like I was saying, you know, all the import duties, taxes, shipping, all that has to be built into the, the product when it comes to the U.S. So... That's a harder one, you know. If I could find the same pen for the U.S. in as a the Japanese pen and the same pen in the U.S. and the U.S. pen was more expensive and it was from one of the retailers that I normally use, I would easily buy it from the U.S. retailer. Like it's not a question for me. I've gone to Japan when I can't find what I want, even though I feel that I should <laughs> um, with U.S. retailers. So, you know, I don't have. It, it pilot's getting a little bit better. They brought over the nine twelve line, but they don't bring over the PO nib. The PO nib is the one I use, right? Yeah. They have the eight twenty three in amber. They don't have the eight twenty three and in clear, which is what I use. Maybe eventually they'll start at least give everyone an even playing field from product selection. You're not going to be able to ever give them an even playing field for price, but I certainly would have supported my geographic location. Um retailers as opposed to someone else's ge- geographic re- um, location retailers because that's the community that's more important to me
0: this is tough
1: it is it's not like I, I was saying I was replying in um, slack that this is not an easy answer I mean it's called gray for a reason like this, it's the total gray area and there's and like I said about the mass drop thing who am I to say don't buy a Lamy 2000 for
0: $100. Right. I mean,
1: good grief. What are you supposed to do, right? So we each have to make our own decisions as far as that
0: goes. And I just also, see, you know, like it struggles because like, you know, you're saying like it affects people, like it affects their businesses, but these purchases affect our own wallets as well, right? And right. And if you're able to get the thing that you're really keen to get and you can get it for cheaper, as you say, like, who are you to say to someone, no, no, think of the andersons instead and pay more right. money right like it's right. difficult it's, it's it's a really difficult thing to try and balance for that reason yeah it's hard
1: it is it's very difficult there is there's definitely no black and white in the gray market <laughs> i just came up with that that was yeah,
0: good. very good very good <laughs> all right i
1: Let's talk about this next sponsor because this is one of those those rambly things where I am going to keep talking but not really say anything. So let's uh switch gears. Talk about
0: one of the most awesome companies on the planet. Tom Bin Time. Tom let's bin take a moment time. to uh thank Tom Bin for sponsoring this week's episode. We've met before how big fans me and Brad are of Tom Bin products. I'm actually going to be uh taking a like an overnight trip tomorrow and uh, it's not one where I want to take a case like I have to take a bag because I won't have anywhere to put the case and mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself I want to take with me like my iPad and some basic toiletries and some clothes and I genuinely think I can get everything I want in my iPad bag my Restretto I think I could fit it all in there <laughs> Yeah, Cool. because these things they're like I don't know how they do it but they're kind of like they're TARDIS like you know, they're, they're bigger on the inside. Yeah. They really are. It's weird. And also, I know that everything's going to be good because the zips are so strong. The clips are so good. Like, everything's taken care of. It's all well organized. Like, Tombin's products are amazing. And they have, they have like, a huge range of bags for different uses. They have tons of different cable organizers and packing cubes. Like, they, you can get, like, a whole packing system from Tombin. Um, all of their stuff is made in the USA. They give a lifetime guarantee, superior construction, and thoughtful design. Just go to tombin.com, T O M B I H N.com. You can find out more about the products that they make there. I'm almost certain you're going to find something that you like. They have great <laughs> colors as well. Like, it, it really is just a fantastic company and make fantastic products. Thanks so much to Tombin for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: You know, their colors are so amazing. I actually didn't pick an orange bag. Like, how good is that? Wow. Yeah. Like, like my my aeronaut that I use uh, to travel with is actually navy blue because I can get that sweet wasabi green check on the inside. I was like, oh, that is just too good. Yeah, that's good. good. That is good. Um, Tom Ben, you know, I've found on them before. I I look up to and respect that company as a soft goods manufacturer. um, They're the one I I hold um, in the highest regard. Um, they're the top of the mountain, best of the best. Absolutely love Tom Ben. Everything they do is gold, and um, the the quality is, is it's unbeatable. It really is. So definitely check them out this holiday season. It's uh, perfect for you or perfect for a gift.
0: All right, should we do some last EPA to round out today's show?
1: Yes, we should. So... We've been uh, slacking a little bit on our on our Twitter Ask TPA, so I, I rounded up a few of those questions. They might be a few weeks old for some of you that um, have sent those in and we've missed them. Hopefully, I'm going to catch some up right now, and this first one's a good one for you, Mike. Well, Mike, this is from Sebastian Morissette, He says, "Well, Mike, be getting a fountain pen themed tattoo. If so, will it be before or after getting a wrestling themed one? <laughs> How so, about Brad?
0: <laughs> I have no, I have no tattoos in mind that are either of these themes, and I can't imagine doing that. Um, I do have one tattoo in mind, and it's based on a, a comic book character. It's a Scott Pilgrim." Mm-hmm themed tattoo Mm -hmm. is what i have in my mind it's one of my favorite comics it's one of my favorite movies and i have an idea there a very basic tattoo i have no plans to get either a fountain pen or anything wrestling related tattooed on my body especially i would never ever get anything wrestling related tattooed on me (laughs) i love it it's one of my favorite forms of entertainment (laughs) but mainly because it just moves so quickly and things change so much like it it wouldn't last it wouldn't spend the test of time
1: yeah, so I have had, like, a fountain pen-themed tattoo idea for years, and I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. I, I want to get it done. I've gone as far as, like, you really know, talking to the, to the tattoo artist. Yeah, but I haven't, like, totally laid it out.
0: Huh. What um, what kind of design are you looking at?
1: Well, I mean, I don't really want to share that necessarily.
0: I, give, I just kind of... You something secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I may go. never
1: do it, even though I, yeah. I actually want to do it, you know. Um, I actually have two designs I would like um for two different areas uh, of the the body. <laughs> so, yeah, I I will uh, I have no tattoos. I have a feeling I will end up with the the problem is I am definitely going to go down
0: a path if I get one. Well, this is my problem now. Right? Like I now mm-hmm. really want another one and it's probably just going to keep going forever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I have ideas. I've s- sketched them out, um, you know, and I've kind of um, want to do it. So, hopefully I will do it one day. So, we'll see. All right. So, Turnip Princess, or, yeah, that's a pretty cool name. Can either of you take a jab at which golden ink Santa would be using? He has a very diverse ink cabinet, so I have no clue. So... I um, uh, it's got to be a sparkle ink, right?
0: We both went sparkle.
1: Yeah, it's gotten to be, and it's got to be red. So I went with with the uh, the diamine shimmer red luster. It's uh, it's got a lot of gold in it, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, I I like it. You know, the 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 rouge hematite was definitely on the list too, which is what you picked, and you kind of can't go wrong with that. That's the J. A. Bomb. Oh, yeah, Gerbon Rouge Hematite. Emerald of Chavor is kind of a good, unique choice, though, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I went with Emerald of Chavor as well because there's two colors for Christmas. It's red and green. So I figured, my my thought was that Santa had, like, one of those crazy two nib pens, right? Like, one on either side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he just chooses which color he wants to go for. Or he has, like... What's that Noodler's heart of darkness, the black one, right? Yeah. So he has mm-hmm. Noodles' heart of darkness for the bad kids. Oh, nice. Right, and Rouge Hematite for the good kids. Yeah. That's what I think that, is going yeah. on here.
1: That's cool. I, I can get behind that. And of course, he but he probably has that um that um revolver looking pen, you know, with all the ink cartridges that you just swap out. <laughs> yeah, the, know, the that one rotates that definitely around there. works. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Evelyn wanted to know the boy wants to know what pen you'd recommend for the zombie apocalypse, both for self-defense and memoirs. (laughs) So it was a harder question than I thought. Um, you know, these tactical pens are very tactical looking. I don't know how tactical functioning they are. Like, do you want to kill the zombie? Right. You need some self-defense. The tough writer frontline. Has the one with like the huge stabby end? It's like a seven-inch long pen because the business end of the pen is long enough to like stab in someone's neck or chest. I'm sure. Great. Um, great. While it Keep can going. still mm-hmm. write, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's none. There's none that you know you can get. Some with like glass breakers. None. I don't think are any more stabby. But if you just want to like have an like an indestructible pen.
0: I mean, all you need to do is just go to the EDC blogs and you'll find a hundred different pens that could take out an army of zombies.
1: Yeah, just look at, uh, you know, zombie pens or, uh, you know, just look at tactical pens. Benchmade makes some really cool tactical pens. If you're into the technical, tactical pen thing, they're like 200 bucks each, but they're kind of cool if you're into that kind of stuff. They have some really neat designs. So I, I didn't put that on there. Why? So you put a very interesting link in this section and I'm going to have to ask you why.
0: Well, I, I think Sailor King of Pen would do the job. <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> because you could just bludgeon. Thing is insanely huge. It's you not can... that huge. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. massive. Or the nib. You're talking about like a long nib. You could stand a foot away uh, and still so. get someone.
1: I guess that nib is pretty sizable.
0: <laughs> King of Pen is, is hilarious. It's huge. Is the the King of the Pen the really big one or do they have a bigger one, Sailor?
1: No, that's the, the really big one. But there's the there's that some watch? that are shorter than like mine's a shorter King of Pen than like the standard Arushi Ebonite King of Pens.
0: Yeah, so mine's a little bit smaller than them. But they both have the same huge nib. Like I've seen Sailor Pens like the, from the King of Pens line that look like a movie prop. Yeah. You know, like that they're so big, it's like it looks like it's from like a honey I shrunk the kids kind of movie. <laughs> you know? Or like they're trying to make somebody look smaller than they are. Like yeah. So I think you could uh you could just one crack around the head, uh, and you'd be able to take them down with a king of pen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, this next one's up your alley. And it yep. seems like we've seen this or talked about it before. For some reason it rang a bell. Uh Jeffner A. says, have either of you checked out the SpaceX
0: notebooks? They look pretty cool. So what do you think about these? So I've seen this artwork before, um, and I've seen it because of the posters that, that they made. But the thing that I'm not sure about on this page is I can't see anything that kind of indicates that, that SpaceX are allowing these notebooks to be made. Mm. That And that seems kind of weird to me. I mean, they may be, well be, but like... I don't know. Like these, yeah. these, these are posters that SpaceX made, and they're on these notebooks, and I can't seem to understand whether that's something that is cool. Yeah, and I don't know either. And the uh, plus, frankly, like the whilst the artworks. Nice. Like, they they don't really look like the most inspiring notebooks in the world, to be honest. Yeah,
1: we'll see. So, um, the person who asked the question has ordered them. So I said, let us know how they are. So,
0: yeah, we'll see. Let us know, Jeff.
1: Um, this next one is kind of timely. It's from. C- Cordoms XYZ. are there any notebooks similar to the field notes brand ambition planner three and a half by five and a half undated weekly planner for a Midori like system so you remember how the ambition edition had three different formats right mm-hmm. Mike mm-hmm. so that was a cool little notebook I thought they field notes might do that planner as a regular thing but they went for a bigger planner which I'm using so I can recommend the field notes 56 week planner it's a bigger format than what you're looking for but it's very cool. It has a nice weekly planner set up. The other ones that are good are the Hobonichi Weeks, which is not easy to get. It's also in Japanese. That may be a no-go, but it's taller and skinnier than the three and a half by five and a half. The one you might like the most, if you're doing, if you mean Midori-like system, either like the Traveler's Notebook system, I don't know if you're talking about the large or the small, but Traveler's Refill number 19 for the large regular size is probably exactly what you need. It has like a week planner on the left side, blank page on the right side. That's kind of probably my top pick and the easiest to get for, for this type of planner type question. None I can really come up with are the three and a half by five and a half. There's always the standard memorandum. I just find that to be too small. It's actually smaller than three and a half by five and a half. There's not much room to write. It's very cool. Maybe look at that as well. Do you have anything else that I'm that I'm missing?
0: Well, I don't have anything in that style, but considering that you mentioned the Field Notes 56, I will mention the Baron Fig 2017 planner, the confidant. It arrived and it is really cool and it fits everything that Adina was looking for. It's a really, really, really nicely made product by Baron Fig. Cool, yeah. And I wanted to mention it because we've been a bit tough on Baron Fig recently. Oh, yeah, I mean... Uh, This is a good product for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've... We've been fair, I think. At least in my mind we've been fair. We've
0: been fair, but fair is tough. Fair is tough. Because I now will say that the other that the the black box edition doesn't doesn't
1: flip my boat. Yeah, I mean it's the it's better than the first one. It's at least something new. <laughs> the first one you're going to make me go down this path again, aren't you? Yeah, I am. The first one was a reprint.
0: Yep, the the what play?
1: It's dumb. I'm sorry it just is. The second one is at least Okay, they did some full stamping and have some cool colors and some nice logos. I can get behind that. Plus, it's the format that I like the most. So, But it's still, at some point, they're going to have to do something more. Yeah. So, which is fine. Which is, they're um, promising, so we're keeping an eye on it. They're promising, yes. So, they said they knew I'd like this one. Yes, I like the new black box. It's still just a stamp on the outside, but it's better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um. Back to your Baron Fig planner, we're gonna have a review of that on the blog soon. Jeff is working on that um, before the year's yeah. out. So also um, after
0: the Christmas episode, the the gift guide episode, um, mm-hmm. I bought for Adina. Don't tell her. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- don't tell her. I bought her the um, the one that was a Kickstarter project. I'm gonna find it now. Uh, wow.
1: Oh, uh, starts with an S. The um, slice. Man. No. Slice? Nope. No, not
0: Slice. Nope. Oh, my God. I'm looking in the show notes. Why can't I find out I'm the worst person? Where is it? (laughs) It's going to be in it. The uh, Write Your Own Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Anna recommended. I think that was like a really cute, nicely designed. I like the video of it. So I bought that for her. Hopefully it will arrive before before christmas i'll see if she cool. likes it or not if she doesn't it's a it's a product that i mean i wouldn't mind owning i could probably try and do something mm-hmm. with but um i appreciate everything that that the lady kate uh was trying to do with it so i think that right you know i was happy to to buy the product because it i felt like i was supporting a, a good maker
1: yeah agreed i thought that was kind of cool yeah and nice uh, if, if adina likes it tell her she needs to
0: come on the show to review it all right i can make that happen all right let's wrap
1: up these last couple real quick even though this next one i'll probably not be quick on so kim herself and this is an older question so i hope she's listening and catches this on here but i wanted to ask it because it's good sometimes it seems to me that ink reviews are pen world's equivalent of snobbish wine reviews can they be more useful number one i need a little bit more clarity (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on yep. that, um, I said this never crossed my mind. Like, I've never thought ink reviews were like snobbish wine reviews because the purpose of an ink review is to explain the features, the benefits, the negatives about each ink. You know, there's chromatography in these reviews to show you the palette of colors that you might expect. You know, there's water tests because people want to know the waterproofnesses proofnesses of the ink there's permanence properties that people want to know there's feathering and bleeding there's dry time i these all seem like quality things to tell someone about an ink don't you think
0: yeah the problem is i mean i don't know why you would pick just necessarily ink as a problem i think pens are are a similar issue um is that this stuff is it's difficult to explain because your mileage may vary. Like twenty minutes ago, me and Brad were arguing about how uh, the field notes paper feels. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's it's a difficult thing to describe in the first place, and it gets even more difficult as you try and describe the nuances of something uh, in written word or in audio um, mm-hmm. that you can't experience for yourself. It's 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 tough. Yeah,
1: and like with wine, everyone's palate's different. Yeah, I mean you know what i like mike doesn't like and vice versa and we'll find some similarities and common ground but there's going to be some really particular things that i like or dislike and same with mike so Mm -hmm. it's weird i you know i i'd love to hear some more elaboration on the question maybe there's something we can pin down but um as i'll I'll go ahead and tell mike so i'm on record we're gonna have a guest next week (laughs) Thanks for letting me know. That, uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, that can probably shed some light on this very inky topic. So uh, I will leave it at that. And uh, no pressure on our guest next week. But we'll, we will ask him this question because uh, that's all he does
0: is ink reviews. Okay, good teaser.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, last one. Nathan SH says, My favorite pen is the movie P- Muji .38 gel. Want to try a fountain pen, though? Is there a nib that fine for the Pilot Metropolitan? Um the the fine pilot metropolitans ballparky close. It's the easiest, closest thing you can get. Um, otherwise, I would do the platinum preppy 0 02, which is finer than that. That's gonna get you around your Muji 0.38 gel. So that's kind of where I'd go with that. So easy enough. And that's an ASTPA wrap.
0: If you want to find my shout notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash addict slash two three three thanks again to our lovely sponsors of this week's episode the five folk over at harry's foot cardigan and tom bin i hope that we've helped with some of your holiday shopping uh, on today's episode of our sponsors as well as the pens we've been speaking about if you want to find brad online head on over to penaddict.com and become a member of the Penaddict because you should uh, Or go to knock.co and buy some of their products as well bye 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 mm. everybody you can mm. do it we believe in you brad is also <laughs> at dowdyism on twitter and he is uh, addict on Instagram. I am at iMike. I-M-Y-K-E. Um, if you're interested in uh, seeing the progress of my new home, I uh, published a YouTube video about it yesterday. I'll put a link in the show notes in case you want to go and watch it. Um, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.